What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Great topic is your, how do you know if your child is gifted? Do we, is it easy to identify, do you think? Or do we just think our kids are, you know, brilliant and well, everything? Well, I think we think our kids are special. And I always have that parent every year that goes, you know, my child's a bit more special. And, and you know what? I've been one of those parents as well. So let's mm, be honest. I don't, yeah. were, you that, were you that parent, Mike? I think I missed out. Ident- <laughs> no, I, actually, I missed out identifying um, yes. some of the gifts, which I look back on and I think, oh, I wish I'd picked that up a lot earlier than I did. Yeah. And I think if we start from a point of Romans 12 tells us that we actually all are gifted and we've all got gifts that God's given us. Because I think sometimes it's like... You might be special, but my kid's more special or I'm more special. And really, mm. we know that every gift, let's be honest, we, we often recognize the gift of leadership, but the gift of mercy, the gift of um, administration, <laughs> the things that yeah. God has called us to do to serve others, because that's it. It's, it's not about my gift. It's about the gift that I've got to serve others and help our wider community. And I think that's yeah. important framing as well. And they're different. They are. And I think that they're, they are different. I mean... Certainly, uh, my grandma was a classic where I was the first child to go to university uh, in our family. And okay. so as far as my grandmother was concerned, she had the photos in her wallet. You know, <laughs> I, I was a professor at Adelaide University and I was this amazing person. Of course you of were. Of course I were. Yes. I was actually just struggling doing an arts degree, actually, was the, was the reality. <laughs> but the point is that I think we believe in our kids and that's important. I think we want to see their gifts come out. But if we see those gifts are given by God, and they need to be developed, and we need to use them for him and for others, I think that just helps us frame this discussion better. And I want to remind people about that. Certainly, um, we also want our kids to have every opportunity, don't we? Absolutely. And so the whole fear of missing out FOMO, you know, if my kid doesn't get into that school, if they get into that program, and again, that's happened to me, oh, my kid missed out on the choir. My kid missed out on this thing. And that's heartbreaking. We Mm. see the tears. We see the frustration. We want to rescue them. Because, you know, my, my kid's a great singer or my kid's good at this. And again, that sense of my kid's more special can be a subtle thing that plays onto us um, as parents. There's certainly a lot of pressure in our culture to be, um, you know, to be gifted and to have those special talents. But um, I, I think the other, the other challenge for us is that, you know, one of the reframing is learner, learner agency. So one of the big things that's changing our discussion in schools is that actually every kid if they work hard, not work hard enough, work smart enough, get the feedback, uh, make the right choices, they can become a master of that area. We often think of Mozart as a prodigy, but his dad actually trained him from a young age uh, to learn music and to get ahead. Back in those days, it wasn't until they, t- they were teenagers that they actually learned how to learn music, but he trained wow. his kid from a young kid. So we think, oh, Mozart was a prodigy. He was gifted. Mm. Actually, he was trained. He mastered that art. And I think it's important because we often say, well, oh, you're arty. You know, yeah, we do. And, and, we, you're good, yeah. and you're good at maths, and uh, you're good with numbers, and you're really good at writing. So that's your gift. Mm. When actually, that, you just got to just differentiate and say, actually, no, if you work hard, now there's some areas like singing. I think you and me, if we join the worship team, that might be a struggle. Well, I've been trying for years to do that, and, and, <laughs> and my, my auditions keep falling flat. It's but, like, what's but, going but on? But there, there is a sense that if I get the right, um, put the right effort in and get the mm. right feedback and, and put my mind to it, I could become a really good artist. Might not be the best, but I could get good at it. Rather than going, you're not arty, that writes you off. And I guess that just changes our thinking around giftedness, going, actually, yeah. with the right understanding, and I want to talk about that a bit more today, is okay. that we've got to help our kids go, 
you're not just good at this and bad at that. There is a sense of gifting, but there is a sense of learner agency where kids can actually uh, learn, have a growth mindset. I'm not good at that yet. You know, you, I know you yes. talked about that with Natalie, but the whole yes. thing of yeah. not good at that yet, you can work, you can put the time in, the effort in, get mm. the feedback, and you can become good at something. And that also changes our understanding of giftedness as in something you have or don't have. So it's good, that's probably a good place to start. It's good. We'll come back. Would it be too late to get singing lessons, do you think? Am I past it, do you think? I, I think you, right. you just, uh, obviously your daughter got a lot of those, those genes. So yeah. well done to you. Yeah. I'm sure you taught her a few of your tricks. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, would it, <laughs> do you think it's too late for me? Would it be too late to learn? Listen, even th- something like that. Listen, um, I la, think la, you could la, do it. And what, la, 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 I know what they do in some churches mm-hmm. with those mm-hmm. people like yourself, Mike. You could get up there and sing, and they just pull your, your, your volume right down. Oh, yeah. So you think you're singing, but actually it's just you and Jesus. You know what, Craig? Thanks for your encouragement. <laughs> Back after this. <laughs> On 98.5 Weekdays with Mike at Craig Hunter from Rebirth Christian College is with me. I think the breathing's important with the singing. I've, uh, I've just been Googling some techniques on thinking about if I can become a singer. Yeah, and I think also that the beard's got to go, Mike. What? I think the beard's got to go. What's that got to do with my singing? Well, I don't know, just that whole kind of sense of presence and, right. you know, okay. appeal and that. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, good morning, Carolyn from <laughs> Guildford. Would you like to join the conversation, Carolyn? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I have, two, I have two children who both tested with very, very high IQ. Oh, so you had... And I have yeah. to say... That giftedness without discipline is actually not a benefit. It's a disadvantage. Um, what happens for these kids is there's no challenge. My kids could miss a week of school, seemingly absorb a subject by osmosis and get 90% in a test without even trying for years. Yeah. I don't think math started to bite until year 12 for my oldest child. Wow, yeah. And what happens for these kids is that when they finally encounter something challenging, they've never had to struggle or work through it before. So they don't have a skill set to do that. No, that's very good. So unless... Yeah. Unless as parents you present them with some kind of challenges that they have to rise to meet, they're never going to develop that skill set. And it's part of why the kids that we classify as gifted often don't seem to achieve to the level we think they should. That's a really interesting... uh, Carolyn, uh, thank you for your... uh comments what are your thoughts on that great really good and i think that is uh, a classic picture of giftedness versus high achieving and i think sometimes we think that if my kid's gifted they're going to achieve well at school in fact it's often the opposite because gifted kids see the world differently you know i mean they see patterns they only have to hear things once or twice to get it so uh, carolyn's child sitting there in class yep i got that concept i've learned it i can reproduce that in the test gotcha. for most kids who are high achieving they'll go home and swat and study and do the practice and then listen to what the teacher said and then apply that gifted kids almost see the world differently and they often struggle to relate to a classroom environment so like, why am i sitting here for i know this stuff i can just read the textbook myself this is boring. This is not stimulating. It's not engaging me. And, and as Carolyn said, they develop bad habits because they're thinking, I can do this easily. And when, when it comes to uh, resilience, because often things come easier to them, when it comes to challenge, they haven't developed good habits to think, how do I 
struggle through this? How do I make mistakes and it's okay? How do I uh, get through this thing? So certainly gifted uh, spectrum kids, that is a challenge for them. And you've picked it up perfectly, Carolyn. So I really appreciate that. And often those uh, kids will get bored at school and traditional learning styles. They often prefer adult company. So one of the, one of the interesting things is they want to go and chat to their science teacher during lunchtime because they've picked up on something about quarks. And I want to help me understand more about quarks. Well, they're their peers in their class going, who cares about quarks? (laughs) You know what I mean? I just want to pass the test on Friday and then go out on the weekend and have some fun playing soccer. And so often that giftedness can be a, doesn't always reproduce in their marks. And I want to contrast that to high achieving kids. And I think sometimes we think high achieving kids are gifted. When high achieving kids work hard, they're compliant. Teachers love them. They listen to what the teacher says. They sit in the front. They do their work. They get good marks. They follow the system and they achieve well. Mm. And often there's a crossover between the two, but it's important to recognize that in our kids. And certainly testing helps us discover that. It's not the whole picture. This is something we're developing and learning, but there's a guy called Gagne that certainly tries to um, help us understand these things. I think we've got to keep thinking, how does this relate to the gifts that God's given them, how we develop that? There's that issue. And for the challenge for schools is, how do we challenge these kids who are often got poor social skills or, or as we said, good resilient skills or that they don't know how to have challenge in their life because they're so used Mm. to picking things up so Mm. quickly. And often school's boring for them. It's like, well... I've got, so gifted kids often will go on a track. I mean, there's a story about a, a girl in Geraldton in primary school started looking at the lineage of horses in her area. Okay. In grade four or five. Yeah. And then that was like a, a project on the side the teacher developed for her. Within two or three years, she kept going and going. By grade seven, eight, she was actually presenting this to other horse owners in the area. And by the time she finished halfway through high school, people from around Australia were contacting her to help her understand but because that was her passion she developed that and had time to um you know go in that area but can you imagine a traditional classroom that wouldn't Mm, have worked yeah that's right and so it is tough for these kids to fit in and yet it doesn't make them more special at the same time Mm, it's just a way that mm. god's wired them differently and so perhaps the word gifted can be a little bit um unhelpful yeah. In some ways, but in other ways, that's what we use. And we know that the um, famous uh, chess players and um, Einstein have very high IQs. They were gifted. But it's what they do with that that kind of IQ and how they develop that. Mm, and as schools and as parents, it is a challenge. Let's be brutally honest. Mm. Craig, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Keen to ask, how do schools cater for gifted, talented, special needs kids and everything in between? Back after this one. Do you know you were talking about the high achievers that teachers love? Yes. Sit up the front. Yep. Do all the right things. That was you, Mike? No. That was definitely, <laughs> that was, just to clarify, I was not one of those. I was the one causing all the trouble. Have, yeah. just having a bit, I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. Well, you know well, what? And it's, it's tough to, you're trying to deal with your own journey as a, as a child, as yeah. a student, and, and trying to yeah. fit in. And one of the challenges with gifted kids, to use that term, is often when they want to fit in, and so often they'll... Uh, what's the right word? They'll comply mm. and they'll, they'll, they'll get frustrated because they've got all these ways of seeing the world that doesn't work in a school, but they think, but I want to fit in with my friends yeah, and I want, sure. to, I want to be accepted in the class. So yeah. is that kind of different kind of tension mm. that they face mm. in a school system? It's not just gifted kids to use that term. It's all kids yeah. that don't fit into that style of learning. And certainly that leads into what schools are trying to do better. And that's, that's a word called differentiation. I think I've mentioned it before. Okay. So differentiation is about, hey, Let's not just sit there in rows and the teacher stands there and teaches the same thing in the same way to all the kids in the classroom. That's boring. Well, 
that's well, sort of how, we, that's, that's how <laughs> we're going to grow up. And that's why I think kids do respond like, you know, let's just create a bit of fun. Let's, this is just the same same. Yeah. Um, but let's try and find different ways of teaching, different ways for kids to learn. Let's give them more choice, give them more agency, and provide opportunities for them to say, look, I can see you're really passionate about that. How about you go and do a little side project on that and come back to me. Let's just make this a bit of a project or, or often... Um, What's a daily challenge? What's something that I know? So in my class, I've got, I want some different challenges for this kid. I've got a, a student in my class who's just written a 12-page story. A 10-year-old kid wow. has written this amazing 10-page story that I'm just going through last night. And I'm going, this is amazing. How can I encourage him? How can I, how can I fan to flame that gift and that passion that he's got? So you're more teaching from an individual's perspective rather than the masses. Well, I think is it's that, both. Because yeah. we, let's be honest, we can't have, we often joke, we can't have 25 individual um, education plans for every child in every class. Yeah, we probably yeah. and, and teachers work so hard. They're, they're amazing. Every yeah, they teacher do. wants the best for their kid. Yeah. But the challenge is managing that expectation with um, they've got to teach and they've only got so many hours in a day mm. and they've got to get through curriculum. So I think there's the keyword is differentiation. It's something that schools are really working harder at to do better. And that covers our gifted kids. It covers our special needs kids. It covers our kids that maybe are good at geometry but they're really bad at times tables. Yeah. Is it easy to identify? It is. And I think one of the best in, things, in about, and of... every teacher, after a few weeks, we do some diagnostic testing, yep. but we also get to know our kids. Yeah. And I think every teacher worth their salt knows that kid and can describe them to you and can know how they're wired. And that's, that's the power of a, of a good teacher. Is it difficult, Craig, I'm just trying to picture you in a classroom of 25, roughly? 25 yeah. kids? Yeah, yeah. How do you manage kids that are very much uh, gifted in, in sport? Yes. Not interested in schoolwork whatsoever. Is that, is, that a, is that a difficult one to try and get them involved in it and put challenges out there from a, from a classroom perspective? It is. And I think certainly at, um, at primary level, it's a lot more kids do everything. As they get oh, into high yeah. school, they do get a measure of choice. But I think for some kids, schools are struggle. And I think mm. schools are working really hard at finding different pathways for those kids. And it's not just sport. It could be they're really good with their hands. They want to make things. It could be yes. yeah. they're, they're, they've got a yeah. passion for horses, like we said before. And they want to really mm. develop that. They've got a passion for justice. And I think that it's finding those passions. I've got a, a boy in my class who's just really amazing with circuits and making things and engineering. You can see it already. Yeah. Yep. And so it's like, okay, how can I encourage him? And he did something on the weekend. So he shared that with the class. He said, come and show us what you did and come and bring it in and show the whole class. And let's celebrate that mm. rather than like, that's not what we're learning about right now. We're learning this. Yeah. This has yeah. got no place in our classroom. And so finding ways to celebrate our kids and their passions as well was equally important. Being flexible. Yeah. Craig, we are out of time. We could actually, can, this is quite, quite a, um, a, a, such a good topic. It is. I'm just thinking we may even do a, a part two to follow on from sure. this. Because I think it's worth talking about. Sure. And the whole idea of extension and streaming, that's another big, um, uh, big, uh, a big issue oh, in schools. Yes. Yeah, we did. yes, I was keen to uh, ask that about that. But yeah. we, maybe we can do that next time. Let's do it. Good on you, Craig. My guest in the studio this morning has been Craig Hunter from Rehoboth Christian College. You are on 98.5. This is Weekdays with Mike. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.